And welcome back. And I'm certain that this song that we've just had is probably Tuso's favorite. Here I am to worship. Where am I wrong, Tuso? (laughs) (laughs) And that was Michael Michael W. Smith. I just knew it. I just knew that this song is just getting there. It was for me. (laughs) Absolutely. Welcome back, Bome. Welcome back, Mema Mokhadi. And to you too. So, so, okay, we, we spoke about the parents, right? That it would perhaps be better for the parent, be it ukoko, osalele kaya nko siyami, o ngazutile nkinga lenda venga aga, uzwe kalanga uupi. Or even a single mother who has a son who just doesn't mm. know how to go about it, or even where there are both parents. Would you recommend that perhaps we have workshops, as an example, for parents? Yes, I would definitely, definitely um recommend that uh, you know things like workshops you know there's there's a different also very different platforms that that are offered out there as well you know like family desk there's uh, camps that uh, you know that parents can send their kids to to maybe introduce the topic before they start you know talking about it at home there's there's things like theology of the body is always offering mm. uh, um, such platforms for parents and for the teens, you know, and, and the kids to, to kind of just start something, you know. Mm. And you, Mema Makari? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're bringing up a valuable point because if the parents or the guardians are not able to talk to their own children, and the best part of it is actually to have those workshops. Mm. And I must say also, these workshops should not only be implied from the health perspective in terms of being run within you know, formal settings mm-hmm. that the institution is a house. This can also be valuable even within the society itself because all the workshops to never to back and to down the process of parents also as children. Hmm. Now, because why eh. in, in a larger setting, more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if they don't ask questions themselves, somebody else can ask a question that will benefit everybody else. So it's a good thing that people can have workshops. Mm. And eh. I should say, eh. from a healthcare provider perspective, is that when you talk to a certain audience, so that when you do your workshops or your talks, you must be at your level. Okay. You should but be Runa, as, a, as, a, as a church. So it's not like bombastic terms as if you're talking to your colleagues. We should be able to do our own homework. Just to, to, to get back to something, Rona, especially I know that you are very actively youth. So as, as a church, as Catholic, um, we are very privileged to have Ntotekambo family desks. We can actually arrange, that's what Tuso even said earlier, we can organize these kind of workshops. It's um, family orientated or parenting orientated and then involve and include the health 
aspects side of things. So say, for instance, there's a, a, a lady who's listening to us now or even a gentleman that's listening right now who would like to start something like this. How would you advise them to go about it, especially at parish level? Um, I, I am aware of the family death, you know, because it can address that from a social point. But I think also we do have the health test within the parishes. And listen, it can be a good platform where they can address any issues that is reproductive also. Because what happens most of the time is that even if you say your parish, you don't have somebody who's an expert, you get somebody from outside who can come and talk to um, the children or the parents. So it is very um, possible for really directors, really the health professionals. We can actually tackle this monster because we are falling pregnant. So that's um, a sad reality. For more, the family best little house best. They can actually come together and put a program together because we'll be tackling from different angles. Anything to add, Tuso, on that note? No, I, I, I certainly agree. Like I said, you know, the, the church is so is actually so full of resources that can actually provide um, that sort of aid to parents. For instance, as we've been discussing, parents who can't talk to their kids about, uh, you know, sex and sexuality and all of that. And, and, and over and above, um, you know, the, the, the family desk and the health desk, there's, there's things like myself, to be quite honest, was also fortunate enough to, to encounter um, the theology of the body program and, as a teenager. And that's that's actually where I, I got to learn most of what I know about um, sexuality and the church teaching about sexuality. So there's a lot out there that the church is offering. And, and, and um, you know, people just need to kind of go out and look for them. And if, if they're not there, their parishes, you know, there's people that are willing to come through and, and give these talks on, um, you know, theology of the body covers so many things on dating and, and how far is too far when you're dating and, you know, things, things like that. Things that a lot of questions that our teenagers have but are afraid to ask. Um, the resources are there. We just need to get them to the people that need them. And we just need to make use of them. And there you have it. I'll actually be opening up the phone lines at around just just after five. And let's hear what other parents are saying, what their experiences have been. Or was it easy for them? Was it difficult? Or are they still perhaps, um, you know, young parents? They don't know how to go about it. So we'll be right back just after the small break. Welcome back. You are tuned to Radio Vita South Africa, 576 AM. Alternatively, you can always get us via DSTV, Audio Bouquet 870, or even via live streaming on www.radioveritas.co.za. We are talking about parenting. When is it the right time to have talks with our children about dating, about sexual issues? Should fathers have such talks with their sons or should mothers have these talks with their daughters? Or does their, does this perpetuate gender stereotypes? What happens if a person is single and is a parent and just doesn't know where 
to go to. I've got Me Mamokadi Koneshe on the line and also Austuso Mujata. Welcome back, Bom Me. Thank you, Me. Let's now talk about this thorny issue. Yeah, teenage pregnancy. Do you, by any chance, think that it is the cause or lack thereof parents not being able to have set their children down and had the talk? I'll let you go first on this one. <laughs> uh-huh. I see you running away from the two. So, Mema Mokhadi. Okay. Um, I'll say, one shouldn't really put the blame on anyone. And mm-hmm. um, what happens is that the first thing that one needs to do or what needs to be done is that we need to build good relations with our children as they grow up. Because by so doing, we are able to actually create an environment whereby they can be able to talk freely. So if we are not open to them, they are going to be scared to talk to us as parents. And the other thing is that whatever we can do, we will find that there are a lot of influences out there. You get the media, you get a peer who can actually advise you. Now, as a parent, how only Build it up. We are not going to say the parents have failed. But on our hand also, we should look at who is raising the child? Because at some stage you'll find her in Hunalibana by that's number five for one reason or the other. And the man are the the challenge that makes pregnancy is quite broad because you look at what are the actual causes of it. Mm. It cannot only be because they're informed. But Mema ma- Mukhadi, just to interject there, at times you find that wana ufumani kudiso enke, ema katsang, ona leba tswadi baba bedi, otswa la pengle shompeileng, about the birds and the bees and Wana seemed to understand be it, be it a girl or a boy but then boom how do you look into something as well? You have to indulge in sex. And this goes for both, whether it's a boy or it's a girl. Mm-hmm. They want to experience. When you are a teenager also, you should think and remember that um, the hormones, and the hormones they control the reproductive system. So then, people will always call it homostaging. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever the reason is, biologically, 
there are things that are happening. And physiologically, the body adds up. Yeah, So, highly horrible, I weak. But there's other influences. You know, the chief of today, Babata Senali Sani, now I said to my daughter, okay, fine, you have this, how who leaves you now? But then, we are done to end it. Somebody will say this something else, and then the child falls for that. So, when I did the influence, it's saying at the day of a Sahonin who did over for the society, the little child. But what we need to do is, whatever happens, we should not forget to actually involve even the boys in this because it's not about girls. It's about boys also. Absolutely. So create an environment we have a lot of single parents. We don't expect somebody else to come into your house to talk to your son. It's possible. Do it for yourself. The same way you're um, bringing up your girl child. In that sense, you can actually even see them both to say, this is the life reality. Even the life skills. Take cognizance of what is happening around you. And I don't think because as a boy, you cannot fall pregnant. But then remember, you can make one, another person pregnant. So you need to know all about this. So it should be actually both ways. And Tuso, yeah, anything you'd like to say? Um, you know, Osmahadi, teenage pregnancy is, is very broad. As I may have said, there's so many things that actually factor into, you know, what led to the actual pregnancy of, of, of you know, a teenager. And, and as you said, we must never actually forget that, you know, a lot of the times, um, because the girl is the one that would carry, um, you know, for nine months, oh, you know, or she's, she's forward because she's pregnant or whatever, forgetting that actually um, she wasn't alone in this, you know. So I think, I think most importantly, it's, it's got to take a lot a lot to actually completely do away with teenage pregnancy and we possibly will never actually be able to do away with it completely but I think as I said earlier, parents really really need to get themselves to a point where they're actually able to be so open with their kids that their kids can actually come to them and tell them, you know, even even the most difficult, the most difficult thing such as for your teenager to come to you and, to you and tell you that, mommy, you know I'm, I've got these feelings you know, I've got, I've got such... Then you're able to, 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 to... Because you've established that kind of a platform for your child, your child is able to come to you with almost everything that they go to. And that way, as a parent, you're able to make her aware of certain things before she goes and tries to experience it themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's really important that that openness, Yabakawadi, to their kids is, is very important. And we should never actually underestimate... The role that a parent can play in a child, in a teenager or child's, uh, you know, sexuality mm-hmm. uh, uh, growing up, we should we should actually just keep in mind that they 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 have so many things out there outside of the home that actually uh, um, steer them towards certain things that are not necessarily what you might have taught them as a, as a parent, but they are out there. And sometimes it's, it's to impress friends, and sometimes it's to fit in, and it's stuff that we can't ignore. It's very naive for any parents to think that their child will never actually experience that mm. um, because it's out there. It's, it's, 
there for them at their disposal. So it's very important, I think, as as as, as a basis to for parents to actually create that platform for their children, where their children are even able to come to them about everything, and especially young men. It's, it's I think so important for 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 Bashanana to have some a male figure to look up to, someone that they can go to with certain things. You know, if if she starts feeling things that she doesn't understand, to go to that male person and say, Look, this is what I'm feeling and, and that male person out of out of love for for them can actually advise them and, and we need to really teach our boy children the value and the beauty of pure manhood, you know? Mm. They deserve you know, I think girls and boys uh, 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 there's a different approach to, to, to these things between the two. You know, I, 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 for some reason, I believe that young men really deserve straightforward answers to, to tough questions about women Absolutely. and sexuality and authentic masculinity, you know, including things like what do girls want, how far is too far, what's wrong with just thinking about it, things like pornography that also influences our young men. You know, when they look at a woman and they objectify a woman and, and then kind of put pressure on the on the poor soul who's probably not even ready to go there but because she feels like if she doesn't she might lose him and it's it's just a whole lot that 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 factors into teenage pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But I think it starts with the home. You need to create that platform for your child where they're able to come to you about anything that has to do with their sexuality. Now, let's just summing up what we've just been talking about. We've spoken about parenting workshops. We've spoken about being open enough with our children so that they're able to approach us. They mustn't be afraid of us. Mema Mokhadi also spoke about health facilities that are on offer, that are readily available. And also we spoke about some parishes that have family and health desks. Now let's come back to the point of having unique children because remember we cannot just take a blanket overview and generalize everything about our teenagers be it um, the girls or the boys when it comes to communication talking to those children how would you advise we talk to them um especially banabai longhori they are either stubborn. Mema Mohad, you mentioned the stage, <laughs> which yeah. some of us didn't, we were not given an opportunity to go through a stage. But say, for instance, you are dealing with someone who is just, you know what, they just don't want to hear what you have to tell them. They are just out there. Um, you can't even stop them. How would you approach a, a teenager that is like that and approach them in a way that will assist and curb them from fall, falling pregnant or making someone pregnant? Okay. Um, no matter what happens, because definitely you'll find that children will never be the same in terms of personality and uh, behavioral uh, issues also. Now... Um, but difficult. But not from where I stand now, because I have the, the, the liberty of both sides of the world. Um, how You look at getting someone else to talk to your child, 
or the best part of it is the approach. That is the most important issue. How an approach is issue, you have to be strategic, especially when you're talking to young people, because you don't want to scare them, or you don't want to give them ideas about it, as time goes on. So, how do you talk to a certain audience? How do you talk to a certain child? Because I don't know they raise the issues that attitudes, that personality. It's not only about stubborn children. You also get children that are introverts. And when I'm in the introverts, you never know what they're thinking. True. And how so they get something more traumatic than how. But you're looking from the outside. You don't know what is inside. So you'll be able to say, this child still has a lot of food, which is not actually easy for the parents to pick up. Mm-hmm. So the advice will be, how are you going reproductive issues. How refer the child to a healthcare facility, more like a mutual And how how they don't look into the issue I mean, because it is right to do that. Mm-hmm. So now so So the approach to the sensitive subject is very important. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen, prefer your child and be on the same side. And Matt, just as a question, what happens if you don't have any backup? You don't have any people to take your child to. What then? You might not have the the, the knowledge of where to take your child to. That's why I was saying, how and there is no other way. The other thing is that um, try to get the peers within the family. Because different ages. So if that is the case, uh, an adult is not available, uh, you can't refer your child to a clinic. The other issue also is that we also try to use the schools, the teachers. And in a sense here, if you go to a school and say, hey, try to find out the behavior that is displayed at home, is it the same behavior that is displayed at school? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. And you might find at some stage, there might be two worlds. Other behavior better, Get that from the teachers. Hmm. So you create a basis here. I think this child, a teacher can be able to talk to. That is why my teacher is a teacher. And those life skills, 
encompasses a lot of information, which also will include reproductive health issues. So that is another angle. From your side, Tuso? Okay, ma'am, thank you. And from your side, Tuso? Um, I I, I don't have experience of that as yet, dealing with a difficult child. I hear you. But I think, you know, speaking from not so many years ago, I was a teenager myself. Mm. And um, I think looking back at that, I think the one thing that could help also is to kind of sometimes give them a chance to help solve the problem, you know, if it's appropriate to. Because I think many difficult teenagers behave the way they do because sometimes we feel like adults don't really listen to us. You know, they don't listen to what we say. You know, it might be a very soft approach to it, but I feel like, you know, when you, when you, see, when you see a teenager upset or under some stress, you know, sometimes offering the young person the option of talking with you. Like, for, for example, I'm here to listen if you want to talk or make yourself available and remind them that you know, from time to time that you're there, but don't insist on it. You know, sometimes maybe use the pool strategy and, and let them come to you. If, um, like I said, it might be a, a very soft approach to it, especially when you're dealing with, with like a difficult teenager. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes in appropriate situations when you're communicating with, with them, uh, listen without commenting, at least for a while. You know, just, just be there and Yes, great. No matter what your actual role is is in the relationship to the young person, and and allow the teenager to feel at ease, you know, about disclosing things to you. And you might find that that way they come up with their own solutions, you know, to to whatever problem that you might be facing with them. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 before you offer any input, you know, sometimes ask the, the child if, if she's willing to hear it. For example, do you want to, you know, ask them, do you want to hear what I think about this? You know, if not, it's okay. I'm still here to listen. And again, use the poor strategy and, and let the teacher want to feedback when they're ready. So engage. I, 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 might, be, I might be very soft about it, but I, I think, you know, not having had experience of it yet, um, I think, yeah, that's, that would be my approach. Mm. I think the beauty ab- yeah. about this too so is that you've been a teenager. You have a clear uh-huh. understanding of what it is to be a teenager. And I'm sure yeah. you've had friends who were a bit unruly, who were also um, a bit rebellious, who yes. just didn't want to listen when reprimanded by Bazwadi Babona. And yeah. yeah, so in a way, you some you somehow do have a bit of experience. <laughs> However, <laughs> I, I'd like to open up the telephone lines um, yeah. just so that some parents that are listening in um, can call us, share with us their experiences, um, how they actually managed to talk to their children or if perhaps they are having challenges um, in terms of feel free to call us on 011-452-7115, 011-452-7115. We will be back just after this break. Radio Veritas, the good news for a change. Like us on Facebook at Radio Veritas South Africa. Join in the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Veritas SA. Call our studio now on 011-452-7115. 
Welcome back. As I said, if you are on the road or you are at home and you are tuned in, please do give us a call. Let's hear what your views are when it comes to being a parent in this day and age and having to actually now sit your child down and have that serious talk about the birds and the bees. Me, Mamohadi. From your experience um, as as a medical professional, how have you found it? Is it easier for Bondade to communicate with their girl children or even with their boys, their sons? Uh, I must say there's a big challenge with regard to that. Bondade... Um, you'll find that they're looking at the reproductive issues differently. Or they don't really pay attention to them. And the other issue is that you'll always find that we have more girls than boys. Mm-hmm. Now, boys are they are afraid to talk about sexuality to their children. Whether it's culturally based, one would wonder. But one cannot actually just have a blanket perception about that. Yes. And but we take in a very small percentage. And then they are more enlightened. They are not so cultural. They are not so traditional. Mm-hmm. And this is my child. Who else will talk to my child? But I will say, from the, from the let go, when you don't really see them within the reproductive health care services. Hmm. It's not always that you see them. So what more for them to address the reproductive health issues? So it's challenging but with the persuasion, we say, be involved in your children's life, but they need to be made aware and they need to be encouraged to do it. It does not take anything away from you as a man. Talk about it. It's your child. Especially and then he must play up. Take a lead. Be responsible for your children. Regardless that one Muslim Akasafal is pregnant, but that one I must say, Osma uh, Hadi, is a big challenge when it comes to Bundadi in terms of talking about reproductive health issues. Hmm. Now, Tuso, I know you won't be able to speak on behalf of your husband. Um, I'm just not certain, though, if you have spoken about this issue together as parents. Do you, by any chance, think that he'd be comfortable in, in talking to your daughter, as an example? Um, you know, funny enough, I think, you know, I've got, I've got a couple of friends as well, you know, within my age range who are fathers. And I don't know, in my observation, the modern day father is actually one that, that wouldn't be, you know, um, too afraid to speak to, you know, their daughters about, uh, you know, the birds and the bees and, and to their sons either. I think, you know, um, they 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 are they are proving to be, you know, in my head I'm picturing 
they'll take their son out for a, for for a drink or <laughs> or fishing or whatever and over over a drink and over lunch you know have and and that, that's but, juice um, right but yeah generally i think i think Mays is right to say that uh, men men are i think the fathers are a bit a bit afraid to actually go into it um you know I know the older generation definitely, but um, I think our, our current generation of fathers, your your twenty, twenty five, twenty six, up to thirty something odd years, um, so far, I mean, with with the kind of friends I'm just looking within my circles, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, are the kind of fathers that would that would open up about about these things to their daughters and their sons. And my husband, for one, definitely. I mean, he's he's a chatterbox. Definitely, <laughs> you'll definitely probably even volunteer to have the talk. <laughs> Interesting. So, so I don't know. I think perhaps the times are changing, you know, and um, like your your modern day fathers are, are definitely more open to 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 being an all round available father. You know, not just to 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 provide like they were known traditionally that a father is there to provide and he, he wakes up and goes out to work and whatever. But they, they, they're really proving to be the kind of fathers that want to be there for their children holistically. So that includes, you know, you know, sexual, their sexuality and, and talking to them about it. Mm. But I think, I think we're, 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 we're about to experience a different generation of fatherhood where, where fathers are, are very open to their children about it. So you are actually now saying that the younger generation of men or fathers are actually going the whole nine yards. They don't stop at anything. Definitely, the whole nine yards. Like I say, chances are my husband will put up his hand to actually have the talk. And and, and volunteer. Yeah, I guess times are indeed changing. Just really in, 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 in just Mayor Mamakadi, I'll ask you, um, your last words, what advice would you give to parents that are listening and in terms of now being able to be comfortable, to relax and be able to now sit their children down and have this serious talk, yeah, the birds and the bees? Uh, my advice will be to the parents. Let's have a conducive environment at home. And then secondly, let's not shy away from issues that could lead our kids into misery. And if we cannot do it as parents, let's seek advice. Let's seek more knowledge because sometimes people cannot address issues because they feel and not well versed with or conversant with the issue. So if of manahoring because get someone to do it for you. Alternatively, take your child or advise your child to go to a healthcare facility where they can get help. That would be my advice. And from your side, Chuso? Um, I think my advice would be, again, I will repeat, parents need to just suck it up, have the talk with the kids, and provide a safe haven in the home where their kids are able to, to, to be open about anything to them. And most of all, you know, if you find it difficult to seek the necessary help, like I may say, you know, 
look at different platforms, you know, different programs that you can send your child to, to at least at least plant the seed and then you get to finish it up at home. So I would I would really encourage openness. I would really encourage um, 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 courage to talk about um, sexuality to your kids. And above all, um, try and make sure that you know what your child is up to all the time. And try to gauge what your child already knows about um, sexuality and the birds and the bees, you know. And, and be involved in your child's, you know, especially teenagers, be involved in their dating dating cycles. I mean, know who they're dating. Meet the boy, meet the girl. Know them so that some sort of, some level of consciousness is there. You know, every time they, they I mean, things like, for instance, if they want to meet up and chill, let them chill in the home where you can see them. Let them be uh, in your sight. Babu, so, so, yeah. are you recommending that, like, as an example, my daughter, who is 18, yes. must bring her date in my I house? I definitely recommend it. Don't no. allow them to go <laughs> to at uh, a boy's uh, house or at uh, a Tell them, my child, come, come home, make juice for them, let them sit and chat within your sight so that you know what they get up to. I promise you... The one chance they get to be alone, that boy will remember your face and nothing will happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I must meet uh, Peter, Sipo, Ben. Meet all of them. Ah, Ebo. All of them yeah. and your daughter. I promise you, Osma Heidi, it will, it will, I promise you, it will. <laughs> it will <laughs> try it. Try it and let me know how that goes. Look, that's beautiful advice. I'm sure my children would love. <laughs> I'm just finding it so difficult. I honestly, oh my word, no. Well, look, I don't know. Hey. I really don't know. Um, but, but yeah, is it, is it is it not better than having your child being out there in the street somewhere, not knowing what they're getting up to, or is it better to have them in your yard where you can see them? Look, I get a na- <laughs> now I've got an army, right? So if there's a date. I send soldiers to go and <laughs> to go and spy. You see, my, but not in my house. <laughs> try it, try it. I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. But Bob, May, thank you very, very much. Um, I really would like to thank you. And it was quite an interesting um, perspective getting it from a young mother and also from getting it from May Asing Eilinghore Osansanali and Eight year old and also who's in a medical profession um who you both gave us your your wealth of knowledge you know too so you've been a teenager before not so long ago um yeah you went through all these stages hey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be thankful. And I think from my side, one other thing that we must not forget is also to somehow pray as parents. You know, these are very trying and difficult times yes. that we're living in. It's always better. It's always best to kneel and ask God for courage and ask God to be with you and to give you the strength as you have these serious discussions with your children. With that said, I'd like to thank both of you, Bomme, and would, would like to wish you a very, very good afternoon. 
Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.